This CKNW podcast for AIM Medical Imaging, home of AIM Medical Imaging full body MRI scanning. A family history of medical issues is nothing to ignore. Book a preventative screening at aimmedicalimaging.com. You are connected. Mike Agarbo here in studio. I've got the Get Connected team here, Andy Barrar and Graham Williams, helping me out on this beautiful, dark, <laughs> rainy fall day. It's so cheerful out there. Not really. Not really. <laughs> but we have a cheery show, which I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Uh, later, we'll be talking with uh, Gary Pint. He's an assistant professor at the Department of Mechanical Engineering at Vanderbilt University, talking about smartphone batteries. Uh, I think that's becoming a bigger and bigger issue for a lot of folks out there. Why won't my smartphone stay charged yeah. all day? Well, he has apparently found a way to supercharge smartphones mm-hmm. of the future. So basically, what this will be, you could charge it within seconds, yeah. and it will last for weeks. So no charging every night. And this is something that I think we've but he's all been he waiting. can commercialize that fast because exactly. he'll be like a billionaire. It's exactly. So we're going to find out how that all works and, and what that uh, means for the future of smartphones. And of course, we'll be going general open line, taking your calls and questions on any tech topic. Some interesting stuff this week uh, in the tech news, uh, and something near and dear to my heart. Uh, the FAA down in the U.S. is finally allowing you to have your smartphone and or tablet turned on and usable during takeoff and landing. This is going to change your life, Mike. I know. It drives me <laughs> crazy, right? Because I want to read my newspaper on my tablet because yeah. that's how I read my stuff now, but I have to put it away. Yeah. It's going to change my life in that I'm not going to be hiding the fact that I'm still doing it despite the fact that they told me not to. See, same here. I've been doing it all <laughs> along. I've just been doing it in secret. Oh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll put that away. And it's the second they've turned their back, you're back on it, right? Yeah. Like, it's just... I, you know what I didn't like? Just all the bogus excuses they've had over the years. Well, that's what it is. I, I get I get the main one that it's a distraction. You know what I mean? Like, takeoff and landing are obviously the most important parts of the flight, and you don't want... I'm not flying the plane. I know, but you know, you want to be listening to where the emergency exits are. Does you want to be on aware. Plane not know where the emergency exits are, really. Yeah, but they still have to do it. Okay. What What bugs me is that it didn't actually interfere with any that's, of the. Yeah, they used to say, it and, and they made you do it anyways. And so, you know, that's the one that got me was the the safety. You know, your tablet flying through the air could hurt someone. Have you seen the size of some of the novels that people take on? Somebody's carrying War and Peace. That's going to do far more damage than my Kindle. I'm just saying. I'm throwing that out there. And it's always funny when you when the plane lands and everybody turns their device on at the same time. You just, ba-ding, 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 you just hear all these emails and text messages coming in. It's, uh, you know what's been really cool is the evolution of that sound, right? Because it used to be the BlackBerry, bing, yeah. bing, bing. No, it's... That's just me. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm on, I'm on my own on that one. So anyway... Um, it's up to the individual airlines to determine how they want to roll that out within their own planes. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited in general. I think it's about time. So mm-hmm. who do you think is first, Air Canada or WestJet? Oh, WestJet. I'd West probably Jet? say WestJet. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. they're renting tablets now. Instead of doing the TVs in the back of the plane, yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're renting the tablets. So That's an sense. interesting move, too, because um, WestJet's had the live TV. Uh, they're gonna, you know how much money they – I don't know, but they're going to save a truckload of money. Mm-hmm not having to have all those TVs in there, but also the weight yeah. of all the TVs and Apparently just the even the even the satellite on top of the, the plane, yeah. the, the receiver, to get the, the TV signal. It's truly a mobile world. It is. <laughs> it is. And at 10 bucks a pop, those tablets are they're a good rental. What else in the news there, Annie, that caught your eye? Oh, we got to talk about Ashton Kutcher. Do we? <laughs> yes. We have okay. to talk about So Ashton Kutcher is now a product engineer for Lenovo. 
believe it or not. And this is that new trend we've been seeing this in the tech stupid. world. Stupid. You know, Will I am the the producer for uh, the Black IPs. Yeah. He's a creative director for Intel. Lady Gaga with Polaroid. Lady Gaga with yeah, Polaroid. That went really Alicia well. Keys Alicia with Keys Blackberry. with Blackberry. That went really well. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Will I am with Intel. Yeah. Just lighten it up. Don't you think it's kind of funny though? He had just portrayed Steve Jobs, <laughs> and now you're going to make him. They're trying you know, to capture that Jobs magic. I, I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. So you know. Who knows what's going to happen? All I know is Lenovo is huge in Asia. They're trying to make a big push into North American markets. By doing this, they got a guy that can certainly tweet. And so he might be <laughs> able to help them out on the social media end and try to get Lenovo's uh, name out there. I, I really, honestly, their yoga last year I thought was a really cool piece of hardware. Exactly. So, I mean, they're, they're on the right track when it comes to engineering. Explain, explain what the yoga is. So the yoga is a, it's a laptop. Right, but it, it actually flips past the full 90 degrees to a full 180 degrees, and it can fold the screen back over itself and becomes a tablet. Yeah. It shuts the keyboard off when it does that, so you don't, don't press keys and the trackpad on the back, but you can use it like a 13-inch tablet. It's a really cool little device. They also have that tabletop tablet oh, I love that. Yeah. where you could actually play ho air hockey. It's like a table. The whole thing is a tablet. And when we saw it at CES, I was joking to her. I was like, oh, can you play air hockey on this, right? And she goes, actually, you can. And so then she opens up an air hockey game where we're playing on this tablet. So Lenovo's going to make a big push. Thank God Ashton Kutcher yes. is now involved on the engineering <laughs> side. Like he, how, what, Really? They really? flew him down to Beijing. He was going to meet with the engineers and, and give his insight. What's on, he going to say? I don't know. What are, what are these, these Beijing engineers going to say? They don't even know who Ashton Kutcher is, uh, exactly. probably. Some crazy tall dude from yeah. Dude, Where's My Car? is telling them how to engineer <laughs> exactly. tablets and this, laptops. This could be the thing, though, is, I mean, he brings a, a definitely a different perspective, right? And maybe he crowdsources what ideas. perspective is that um, from an engineering standpoint? He does invest. <laughs> you know, in his defense, he does invest in a lot of tech companies. He has his own. He's like an angel investor. So he uh, he's he's definitely, uh, you know, knowledgeable about tech. I just don't know if you would want to call him a product engineer, but that's his official title mm -hmm. at Lenovo. I just find it funny when they use these celebrity, celebrities. It's It's a marketing ploy, obviously. Do you remember the Lady Gaga Polaroid? Yes. I was down at uh, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, when they basically announced that she was the creative director, and they actually brought her out to the booth, and so we waited there, honestly, for an hour and a half yeah. for her to come out and show off the new products that she had worked with them on. It was just a debacle. I heard it didn't work, too. It was a debacle. The stuff didn't work. She brought out this Polaroid camera, digital camera, and so everyone knows Polaroid from the instant photos of yesteryear, right? You yeah. take a photo and it instantly develop it onto a photograph. Mm. Well, they were trying to bring that back yeah. in the digital world. So you've got this gigantic digital camera that has a built-in printer. Mm -hmm. And like, who's going to buy that? Exactly. Wasn't she trying to put it in her purse or something? Oh, like yeah. That? <laughs> and she's saying, I carry this around to all the clubs and wherever I go with my friends now. I'm like, no, you don't. Exactly. And if you are taking that, you actually have a guy whose yeah. job is to carry that around camera for you. Jockey. Yes. A camera jockey. A camera jockey, because that thing is so gigantic. There. Get my camera. <laughs> anyway, I just I find that stuff kind of crazy. Yeah, totally. Did you guys see uh, Android 4.4 KitKat? That's right. And the, the new... LG Nexus 5? Yes. The new Nexus 5 was just released. LG is going to be making it this yep. time. Um, Did they make it last time? No, no. They actually pick a different manufacturer each time. Who made it last time? Was it? No, it was, was LG it, on the. Was it LG? One. Yeah, it was, it was Samsung. Then it was LG. Okay. Uh, they usually get like three revisions, yeah. and now now so I think LG's got one more in them, and then we're on to BlackBerry. So the new operating system is called KitKat. Yes. Which uh, took everyone by surprise. I thought it was going to be Green Lime Pie. Key Lime Pie. Key Lime Pie. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I heard KitKat. And I'm like, come on, give me a break. <laughs> uh, 
Thank you. I will, I will be here all week. <laughs> oh, my God. That was bad. <laughs> so um, for those out there who don't know, Google is the maker of the Android operating system that's used on most smartphones now. I think 85% yeah. of new phones coming mm-hmm. out. Uh, they name each new version after a dessert. And this time they named it after KitKat. Yes. And they actually have a whole marketing thing going with KitKat as well. If you buy a KitKat chocolate bar now, there's like a little Android guy on it. Yeah. That's that's kind of brilliant. I just didn't actually think of a Kit Kat as a dessert. Isn't like you know it's didn't a snack? Yeah, I guess so. But yeah. well, what's I interesting? Would, I would need one for dessert, though. You're right. What's interesting with this version, from what I understand, is that they've actually scaled down the requirements um, of the phone to be able to run it. Mm-hmm. So a big problem they're having right now is called fragmentation. There's so many different manufacturers that's making right. Android devices now, and so many different flavors of Android. You look at iPhone, for example. They just came out with the latest version of iOS 7, yep. and the upgrade rate, what was it, 70%? It's over oh, 75 Within right like now. a week. Yep. It was... So 75% of iOS users, iPhone and iPad, have upgraded to the new version of the operating system. You do not see that anywhere else in the marketplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because Apple controls their ecosystem so tightly. So on the Android side, it is like all over the place. So what they're trying to do with this new version is lower the memory requirements and everything so that really older Android phones can use it as well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. There's some other cool stuff that they've done as well. Uh, The LG Nexus 5 actually has a dedicated processor for listening to music. One of the biggest complaints about Android is that it doesn't do Bluetooth audio very well. So they put a processor in there, kind of like Apple's motion processor, to take care of music specifically. So that should do better Bluetooth streaming, better audio. That's actually a really nice upgrade for anybody who loves to use their phone for music. Cell phone. Wouldn't you like to be able to charge your cell phone within seconds and have it last for weeks? We'll find out if that is a possibility in the future. Coming up next, you're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs. Here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. We're about to get nerdy here. We're going to talk about silicon supercapacitors. can't believe I can say that. It's a topic <laughs> near and dear to my heart. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> well, I think it should be because um, our, our world is more and more run by mobile devices. Uh, I think uh, many of us do have smartphones and, and tablets. One of the big challenges we have with them uh, happens to be the battery life. Uh, you know, I look at my iPhone, for example, and I use it so much now, not just for emails and stuff, but as like a little mini computer, and the battery's done by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, compare that to the uh, cell phones of yesteryear, and, you know, you'd get like several days exactly. battery life. Be- well, because you weren't really doing much with them. You're just making phone calls. Or playing a mean game of Snake on your Nokia. Oh, I loved Snake. That was awesome. Well, on the line right now, we've uh, got... Carrie Pine, he's the assistant professor at the Department of Mechanical Engineering at Vanderbilt University. Thanks for coming on the line, Carrie. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks. What is a silicon supercapacitor? Well, so, you know, I guess when, when you start out with silicon, why, why do we care about silicon? Um, silicon is sort of the most fundamental element uh, in a lot of the technology that we use, like, uh, you know, the, the chips and cell phones and you know, the chips and computers and solar cells, et cetera. And so we, we, we start off with that material because it's so prevalent, and then we etch active material into that that will store charge. And the, the difference between a supercapacitor and a battery, so in a supercapacitor, you know, you store charge without driving chemical reactions, I guess in broad terms. In batteries, you drive chemical reactions, and those chemical reactions degrade your battery over time. And so, as a result, supercapacitors can live for 
a million cycles as opposed to you know, just a few thousand or even just a thousand as, as in your, your cell phone and your battery. Um, but the, the core concept of this is that the neat thing is that you already have so much silicon integrated into technology that we're just taking that real estate and filling it with energy storage. So that's, that's sort of the novelty of it. So, Kerry, basically with the current batteries that we have, the lithium ions, they have like a certain charge cycle. So after about a year, people realize that my phone just doesn't have the same battery life as it used to. With this new technology that you're doing with the silicon supercapacitors, that's basically you're saying that's, that's eliminated then. You don't have those, uh, you know, those limited finite charge cycles. Is that correct? Well, it, it can help because these, this, you know, so the way I see the, the future phone is that you're still going to have batteries, but these, these will supplement some of the, the power, uh, you know, like, for example, when you talk on your phone, your, your battery, um, it requires a large power drawn from it, and that actually degrades your battery faster. So if you, you know, supercapacitors inherently give higher power, um, and so you can, you can essentially, um, you know, sort of work on managing, you know, power management so that, you know, you only use your battery when you really need to, but you use supercapacitors when you when you need to get some, some quick power. Um, and, and as a result, everything lasts longer, which is, which is neat. Is this just mobile devices, or could we be looking at using this for things like electric cars in the future? Oh, yeah. I mean, this, I mean so it, everything that involves silicon. So, I mean, we, if, if you actually realize, so silicon has, it's a, tech, it's a material that, you know, so many companies are invested in. And so when you, I mean, you can look across the spectrum of applications like, you know, sensors that you'd put in vehicles or solar cells that you'd put on your roof or, you know, um, you know electronics and, and, and the list goes on and on. You know, silicon is inherently a very cheap material, so we like to work with it. And that's, you know, so the, the opportunities are, are pretty, pretty limitless in terms of, of what you can do with it. Is this going to shrink my phone? Is it going to get bigger? What's, what, what's the deal with that? It, I guess it depends on what you want, right? I mean, if you want, uh, you know, a, a phone that functions with the same storage capability um, as we have today, then it can shrink it. You know, but may, maybe you just want the same size of your phone, just you, you want it to last longer, the battery to last longer. So, you know, I guess it, it sort of, it, it opens up a vector towards sort of, you know, very small mobile technology, but it also you know, complements just longer lifetime for the, the bigger technology that, I mean, actually, if your, if your laptop gets too small, it, you know, sort of, you know, the, the keys become too small and it's not comfortable to type on it anymore. But we'd rather have a laptop maybe that lasts, you know, uh, a few weeks instead of a laptop that lasts for, you know, a day when, when you're sitting in an airport. So uh, how does the whole charging work? I understand that by using supercapacitors, you're going to be able to charge within seconds your, your entire phone. Is that correct? Yeah, so, it, yeah, it depends on the supercapacitor. It depends on um, the, the metrics of it. But in, in general, supercapacitors charge, you can charge them at very high current. So current, you can think of current as being, you know, you're, you're taking charges and you're, you're, you're putting it into your system. And so the higher the current, the more charge you're putting in over time. Um, and so, um, with a supercapacitor, you can charge, you know, very, very high currents, and that allows you to charge these devices, um, you know, very, very quickly. So, you know, in, in, a, in a really big supercap, you can charge it in a few minutes. In a smaller supercap, you can charge it in, you know, 10, 20 seconds. 
So my question is, you know, we we see these breakthroughs in in the labs, such as what you guys are, are doing. How how long does it take to get into the into the wild, into into devices, uh, you know, out in the public? Well, so there's, I guess, there's a couple of things, particularly in this technology. So actually, before coming here, I worked at Intel Labs, um, and you know, we we actually developed a lot of IP around this area. So Intel Labs owns a lot of the intellectual property in this area, and I think because of that, you you can think Intel is one of those companies that are so close to the technology that this could be there before you know it, right? Um, it takes a little longer if you, if you start, off, start off and you, you spin up a company and, and you go through all sort of the, the obstacles of, of, of getting this flying. But actually, that's the neat thing about this technology is that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, in Intel, you know, they have the legal rights to, to the, you know, sort of on-chip type of energy storage technology based on work that me and my colleagues did over there. So that it's something that's probably closer to being in play in, in technologies and than, you know, other big things that you see coming out. Great. So by December, I can quote you on that. <laughs> I don't know about December, but it's, it's you know, it, 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 it won't be 10 years. Very cool. So. Well, I, I want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Karen. Uh, good luck with uh, all your research. Wonderful. Thank you very much. We're doing what we can. Kerry... Pine Assistant Professor at the Department of Mechanical Engineering at Vanderbilt University. Kind of exciting technology they're working on, these uh, silicon supercapacitors allowing uh, you to charge devices within seconds and last weeks. charge for, la- for weeks. You know, the company that he said, mentioned that Intel kind of like owns this, yeah. the company that can solve this battery problem is going to make a lot of, lot of money. Oh, billions. Exactly. Billions. So this is like the one thing we've been missing in the tech world is better batteries, and it's about to come, which is exciting. I want to open up the phone lines to any of your tech questions, 604-280-9898. If you're phoning anywhere else in Canada, 1-877-399-9898. That number again, 1-877-399-9898. We're opening up the lines here on Get Connected. And when we come back from the break, we'll talk about the contest. You'll want to stay tuned for that. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected, Mike, Graham, and Andy in studio. To answer your questions, we're open line, 604-280-9898. Anywhere else in Canada, 1-877-399-9898. It's interesting, before we get to the phone lines, uh, I was out um, having dinner at one of my favorite haunts out in South Surrey, Del Rio's, uh, the other night, and uh, the table beside me recognized me from Global TV. Anyway, it's interesting, um, talking about, smartphones and stuff not one of them had a smartphone they all had flip phones really all of them were they hipsters um uh, yeah a little older hipsters okay yeah interesting yeah so i guess uh, you had nothing to talk about <laughs> no i just it's, it's interesting because you know we always talk about the latest technology on on the show smartphones and tablets but there are millions of people out there that still have older technology can we, can we actually call them people though yes we can we can and you know what is their life so bad yes no yeah, they actually have a life. I know. It's funny. Like, we're you glued see, to these little devices now. Seriously. Like, you know, when I'm you, checking my, like, it must be hundreds of times a day. Yeah. And, like, it's funny when you see people at dinner and they don't even talk anymore. They're just texting or, or you know, oh, know, on their, doing, taking pictures of their food instead of eating it. <laughs> you got you to tweet your location. And, sorry, hang on. I, I got something I can check in on Foursquare. Yeah, exactly. yeah it's, a, it's a crazy time we live yeah, in. Yeah, I know, I know everything you do now, Graham. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I know where you eat, when you exercise. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the it's things that I don't want to know about. Yeah, I do a lot of Star Trek stuff. Yes, 
we know. I think my favorite one was when uh, I go into Facebook one day, and the first big, huge picture that comes up on my Facebook feed is Graham, and he's completely blue. Oh, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> you were like, so I just looked at it, and I'm like, you hold your breath for okay. that long, something's going to happen. Yeah. I think you're some Star Trek character, right? <laughs> anyway, let's get to the phone lines, because you're freaking me out. We've got Cheryl on the line from Abbotsford. Hey, Cheryl. Hi. How Hi. are you? Good. Um, what I'm calling for is I wanted to know um, what's the difference um, with the HTC One and the um, Samsung Galaxy 4. I need to know what the battery life is like. Yeah, that's, that's a great question. You know, we're using these smartphones um, for many different things now, and the battery life is super important. So from what I remember, uh, the Galaxy S4, I don't know how many hours it's rated for, but the one advantage that one has is that it's got a removable battery. Exactly. And so you could purchase an additional battery that you could be charging to keep as a backup battery. Not only as the HTC one, the battery is built in. You cannot place it yourself. Exactly. It's kind of like the Apple iPhone where it's built right in. Um, And the, the, the benefit of having, if battery life is an issue, I would definitely go for the S4 because because Samsung is so popular, there's accessories for it. So you could actually get a case that has another built in battery. So you have like endless options to keep it charged. But then again, you could always get one of those portable battery chargers. I know you use the one from PowerStick. Um, PowerSkin. PowerSkin. Yeah. Um, and the PowerStick, the uh, the other one, the one that looks like um, a little cigar. Yes. Uh, so those are another options that you would want as have as well. The Galaxy S4 actually has a slightly larger battery as well. The HTC One is 2,300 milliamp hours. The Galaxy S4 is 2,600 milliamp yeah. hours. Screens are roughly the same size. Again, the Galaxy S4 is a little bit larger. But, I mean, you can use sort of aggressive power management to get both of them to a long battery life. It's not going to be a huge difference, but like you said... that You're going to get a day, though, right? Yeah. That removable battery is really going to make the difference if you need to be sort of on the road without being able to charge. Pack a second battery. Yeah. So, and- essentially, they're going to be roughly the same out of the box. Samsung might have a bit extra battery life. Uh, the advantage, though, with the Samsung is that it is a removable battery, so you could buy additional batteries that you could keep charged and throw in the um, the Samsung. Yeah, if you within seconds, you can open the back and replace the battery, and you're good to go. Hope that answers your uh, question. Going to jump here to Scott in Richmond. Hey, Scott. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, yeah, I am trying to put together a X. DMC uh, Media Center. Cool. And and I, a couple questions on hardware. What uh, you guys would recommend? Uh, what I should try to be looking at. Uh, great question. So for the folks out there that uh, don't know what XBMC is, is that uh, it's actually a uh, software that you can install on your computer that turns it into a home media center. So this computer you'd have hooked up to your big screen TV, and coupled with the XBMC software loaded on it. It'll be your home entertainment center. You can have all your videos loaded on there, pictures, music, and it's it's quite powerful. It's been around for a number of years now and actually came back from the old Xbox days. That's right. Many, many years ago. People would hack their old Xboxes because it had a hard drive on it, and they would load XBMC on it and turn the Xbox into this wonderful media center. I remember doing it myself, and I don't even know how many years ago that was, like yeah. 10, 12 years ago. And it was amazing technology back then. It could basically do most of what these media centers can do today. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you a piece of hardware that's really cool that runs XBMC, uh, which is the Ouya. It's an Android-based console. I've got Ooh. one of these at home. I actually kickstarted this thing back when it first launched. Ouya. Ouya. A gaming console. Yeah, O-U-Y-A. And it runs Android. Uh, it comes with a wireless controller with a touchpad on it. But you can load, you can sideload XBMC on it. Now, you want to sideload XBMC and not install it from the App Store because the App Store version has been um, 
feature reduced. They've okay. removed Dolby processing and a few other things because of licensing. Yeah. Uh, because Ouya hasn't paid for that licensing. But if you sideload it, you get it anyway. And uh, it's, a, it's a great little device. It's about 99 bucks, and you can. Is it, it powerful enough? Yes. Yeah, I can run high-definition streams on it, 1080p. It runs just fine. The cool thing is they've just added external storage to Ouya, so you can plug in a USB drive and throw all of your legally downloaded video files and the things that you record with your digital camera. So what about just a normal computer? Yeah. Like if he's not like uber nerdy. If you have an old computer, you could always turn that into a media center. So what kind of specs are we looking at there? You don't do need think? much. Not be much. Because um, the XBMC ran on an Xbox from 12 years ago. Which was a Pentium 3 733. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's obviously been optimized for HD processing now. So 1080p does take a little bit more than a Pentium 3 to to run. Yeah. But pretty much anything in the last you know three or four years should be able to handle it. If you're looking to buy something off the shelf, you could go with something as low as an Intel Atom or one of AMD's, I think, A4, A6 processors. Yeah. Um, really, what you're going to want to do is make sure that you get a decent video card in there. There's some low-profile, entry-level AMD and NVIDIA cards that will do that for you. Anything in the series, again, last two or three years will be able to do it. Another interesting uh, little device that can run it, uh, you've seen the Raspberry Pis? Yes. These are these little hobby computers. Uh, dollar, basically. Yeah, um, you know, you can get them on the internet, just Google Raspberry Pi, uh, and Pi is spelled P-I, and um, yeah, you can get all sorts of little accessories for these pies. The the basic board, it's tiny, is about thirty bucks. Yeah. You can get a little case for five or ten dollars for it. It's got a couple USB ports on it, so you HDMI, can, Ethernet, HDMI, Ethernet. You can add a you know an external Wi-Fi dongle on USB. Um, you know all that, and of course external storage as well, yeah. uh, if so desired. But I've seen XBC, XBMC run on that, and it ran. Quite well. It was running HD video yeah. through this tiny little device. So small. It's a. It's like what all like the super duper nerds use to yeah. like tinker with is Raspberry Pi. Super duper nerds go for Arduino. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> We're open line here on Get Connected six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. If you're phoning anywhere else in Canada, one eight seven seven three nine 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 eight nine eight. Quickly, the contest, Andy. We're giving away the Super Tooth Crystal. This is a visor-based speakerphone for your car. Allows you to take and answer calls hands-free in your car. Mike, I know you use this. What do you it's think? Awesome. It is. It's awesome. I um I don't like the little things you put in your ear. Yeah. And so in my car, this thing just basically clips onto the visor. Of course, you got to charge it every so often, but it lasts quite a long time. Uh, it uh, pairs up with your phone, and then you can basically use it to make calls. And it's it's nice as well because uh, I have a convertible, yeah. and it even works with the top down. It, really. The, the, the sound is that loud. Well, that's why they call it the crystal. Now, if you want to enter the contest, go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com. Hit on the contest tab to enter and win the Supertooth Crystal Visor Mount Speakerphone for your car. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, some more of your calls. Malcolm and Neil, hang on the line. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here. I've got the Get Connected team. Andy Barrar, Grammy, Grammy? Grammy. Graham Williams. <laughs> you can call him Grammy. 604-280-9898. And anywhere else in Canada, 1-877-399-9898. We'll take any of your tech calls and questions. We'll get here to Malcolm in Richmond. Hey, Malcolm. Good morning, everyone. Um, I just wanted to know your thoughts on graphene and the new Samsung telephone that they have out. I don't know if you've seen it. It's, it's a wavy one. A wavy one. Yeah. You're talking about the uh, Samsung Galaxy Curve? The curved one? I believe so, yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's a new one that's coming out, uh, I believe, just in Korea first. Uh, they've actually been able to 
curve the uh, the screen mm-hmm. on it with that new technology. Yeah, so this is this is a curve that's along the uh, the horizontal axis, right? So it basically, the left to right, there's a curve to the phone, and um, I find that to be weird. You know why they did this? Because in Asia, it's really popular to put your phone in your back pocket, and a lot of people sit on their phones. So now that it's curved, it will fit to the contours. Of their bum. But of your bum. <laughs> really, because your bum kind of curves top to bottom, right? But that's isn't the, it a vertical curve? That, that's the LG. Yeah, so LG has one as well. So this is the big thing. Is it the curve? Or is we're, it we're actually seeing this in televisions. This is a technology that was coming from the televisions. Is, uh, LG had released one that actually has a curved screen. Yeah. And so now they're bringing that. Because, you know, in this smartphone industry, you're always trying to do every year, you're trying to make the latest and greatest. So they're experimenting with different form factors. I tell a lie. It's the Samsung Galaxy Round. Round. It's called the Round. So, yeah. Yeah. Round. Yeah. And I call it the curve? Yeah, the curve with the Blackberry. It's, we're all having nightmares, I know. Yeah. That's probably why they call it the but round. Honestly, LG, I think, has gone with the right shape, which was the top-to-bottom curve. The left-to-right curve, I can see maybe if you keep it in your front pocket, it kind of curves to your leg if you've got a slender, shapely leg. You know, the top-to-bottom curve, it fits in your back pocket. To cur- I don't know. I just, I don't know. It fits your face, though. That's it's going to be about a year or two, I think, before it comes to North America, but can't wait to try one out and see if it actually uh, is a better experience. I think these will be awesome when they actually do flex. Though. When it's a flat phone, but you know you hold it up against your face or you throw it in your pocket and you sit on it, and it does flex. It yeah. doesn't break. That's what I want. 604-280-9898. We're taking your calls today or 1-877-399-9898. We're open line here on Get Connected, taking your tech calls and questions. We've got Neil in Red Deer. Hey, Neil. Hi, how are you? Good. What can we do for you? Good. Well, two things. One's just an observation. The other one's just a question. I'll give you my question first. You can answer it later. I'll take it offline. But um, just your, where's the best place to go and find information on the internet about comparing a Note 8 to a Note 10 uh, Samsung tablet and the 214 version? I see there's one for a Note 10, but not a not a Note 8 yet. I, or maybe there is one, but if you can let me know that. But the, I'll just give you my observation. I um, heard about the Fix Me Stick. This is a totally different topic. A few weeks ago, and went out and bought one because I had a bad virus on my laptop. Um, tried to use it, it would not, it could not activate the fix me stick. It was that bad. And so then when I try and phone fix me stick, they don't have a, they have a phone number that you dial Monday to Friday. So there's no weekend access. So, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm not as impressed with the fix me stick as I was before I actually bought it. Just a, an observation. Oh, no, I appreciate the, the comments on that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so back to the question. Um, just regarding uh, the best resources on the internet. I use CNET a lot yeah. for that kind of stuff. The Verge actually just did some decent reviews on both the Note 8 and the Note 10, so I take a look at them. That's uh, theverge.com. Yeah. I would use a, a website called Trusted Reviews. It's uh, I actually trust them and their reviews. So Because <laughs> it's in their name? I just like the, the way that they, they break everything down. Yeah. It's in a way that's easy, digestible, and uh, it really can help you make a, a good buying decision. And it gets really techy if you want, but it also explains it in, in normal language as well. 604-280-9898. We're taking your calls and questions here on Get Connected. We're going to have to take a break when we come back. More of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Back with Get Connected. Mike Graham and Andy here. Just a few minutes left on, uh, on the show here. Going to jump here to Dean in Vancouver. Hey, Dean. Hi. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. A very low-tech question. Uh, we've got a big collection of old Elvis uh, LPs, you know, the old nice. 33 and a third. Yeah. And we want to see if there's a bureau that will transfer them to CDs. 
Good, uh, good question there. So um, I don't know of a specific service that will do that. I mean, we, we can look into that definitely. Uh, I mean, there's uh, devices out there. You can even get them from London Drugs. Yeah, so London Drugs has got the uh, Golden Records vinyl to CD converter. That's a, a software box that also comes with a hardware piece to connect your existing record player. Uh, to your computer, and you can do it that way. Yeah, I'd bypass CDs all the way and just go straight into the computer. You could, of course, make your I own CDs. I think you CDs. want CDs. Yeah, you can yeah. make your own CDs. But, uh, yeah, le- and I mean, we just learned this a couple weeks ago. That London Drugs has a huge – they're like the number one seller of vinyl records right now. Yeah. They've and, also got a – well, they've got a really funky device, uh, which is called the Grace USB Turntable Cassette CD Player. And this yeah. will actually – it's kind of an old-style uh, device where you can put your record in, put your blank CD in, and just hit record, and it'll actually dub the record to CD. That sounds like what uh, – That's exactly what that's I what think D he's needs, looking eh? yeah. yeah. And it, so he puts his record on, yep. and he can record straight to a CD on the same device. Yeah. Absolutely can. doesn't yeah. even need a computer, I imagine, for that. that yeah, no, he doesn't. It's, uh, it's $199. It's available at London Drugs, and it's, uh, it's very cool. My dad did this with all his old reggae records. Yeah. You know, 1,000 volts of Holt. You can't get that anymore, and uh, he managed to make all of his old reggae, reggae records into CDs, which is fantastic. This might be a good device because it'll cost him probably a few hundred bucks to get someone to, to do that. Exactly. Least, yeah. And it's Where, so easy as well. You know, they, yeah. they have the same type of devices for tapes as well. But, uh, you know, you definitely, if you can, if you have the record, go from the record and get that. So head down to one of the local London drugs there. And uh, what's it called again? That's called the Grace USB uh, CD record tape player. Record tape player. Yeah. Grace. Grace. London drugs. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It is. Yeah. But it's, it's funny how many people are into vinyl now. Really. Oh, it's, it's like made at a At the huge... bottom of our, uh, our building. Uh, is Vinyl Records. Yeah. And that place, I don't even know if they can put more records in that place. That's chock-a-block. Yeah. A lot of people just love going in there and searching, just yep. going through and trying to find, like, little gems of of vinyls, you know. It's, it's so funny because every so often, like, just outside, like, down half a block down the street, there's, like, boxes of vinyl records. Yeah. And so, you know, I always bring them in. I mean, thinking, oh, someone must have stole it from you know, Dave's store. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's going, no, people just bring me their old vinyl records, and I just can't take any more of yeah. these things, you know what I mean? So <laughs> then they don't know what to do with them, and they just drop them off in the street. And then let someone else who may want them pick them up. Or some idiot like me pick them up and try to drag <laughs> it back to his store, Yeah, essentially. The contest one more time, Andy. We're giving away the Supertooth Crystal. This is a visor Bluetooth speaker for your car. It allows you to do hands-free calling while you're driving, something that we all should do. To enter, go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com. You'll see a contest tab. You want to hit that and enter to win. We're also still giving away the Toshiba Portage laptop <laughs> and an iPad. So lots of contests to enter. They're still open. You'll iPad, definitely want. I, I want to win an iPad. Yeah, you already have enough iPads, Mom. <laughs> I think right. you have like every version of the iPad. I do. I, I do. know you do. So definitely en- you want to enter that to have uh, a chance to win all three of those contests. I want to thank everyone who helps put Get Connected together here on the uh, radio program and our sponsor, London Drugs, of course. Uh, Chad on the controls, who's always fantastic, even though he uses Android. And uh, we've got uh, Graham and Andy, of course, my co-host. Uh, Andy, the producer that puts the show together. And Christina Stoyanova, who does the Twittering. This is Mike, uh, Graham, and uh, Andy logging off for Get Connected.